0: We will not fear. You've got to be joking. Do the names Harvey or Irma or Jose ring a bell? My son lives in Northern California, was here a week ago. And I uh, spoke several times, we did, about the irony of things in these United States. How on our side, it's flooded. While his side is going up in flames. Uh, I don't know how many thousands of acres are on fire this morning out in the western states, and it's been like that all summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And North Korea has the bomb. And there's lots of stuff in between there that we could name that's not really necessary, is it? And all of that brings us to Psalm 46, which is a psalm for our time, a psalm for our generation. Because someone has written, it can face anything, unafraid. It was reported to be uh, Martin Luther's favorite psalm. I think I've said that more than once or twice uh, up here. Indeed, it was a psalm for his time and for his generation as well. And so with this preaching from Psalm 46, we both bring to a close our summer series on the Psalms, and your dynamic duo of Josh and Woody began now a a short series uh, entitled 500 Years, The Reformation and Why It Still Matters. This uh, is an introduction to that uh, uh, series. It's also not much more than an introduction to Psalm 46. It doesn't pretend to be an exposition of the entirety of the psalm. Were I going to preach the next six weeks on Psalm 46, I'd still probably have preached this one as the beginning. So anyway, that by word of caveat. Luther's time, however, was like ours, we said is a time of of chaos and and discord, Uh, sort of like every century that's ever been in the history of the world since the fall. It's also been reported that when things got really bad during the Reformation, you know, there was a price on Luther's head. Uh, He he paid a pretty stiff penalty for nailing those 95 theses on the door of the chapel at Wittenberg. And By the way, we, uh, we are celebrating the 500th anniversary on, it will be October 31st, that was the day in 1517 that he nailed to the uh, church door in Wittenberg his 95 Theses. Theses simply seeking debate and uh, all sorts of things have come from it, uh, not the least of which is the Protestant Reformation. Anyway, when things would get bad, it, it was said that, that Luther would grab whoever uh, was there with him and, and, and physically grab them Pull by the an arm and said, Come, let's sing. Come, let's sing Psalm 46. The last time you were facing a trial, the last time truly upsetting things were happening in your life, when we're serious enough to where you grabbed the person. Closest to you and said, "Come, let's." Did you ever ask him to sing with you? Come, let's pray. Come, let's weep. Come, let's hide. A lot of things. I've never asked someone, "Come, sing with me." But that's the kind of song Psalm forty-six is. In fact, it inspired that song we just that song we just sang, "A Mighty Fortress." is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our help, or he, amidst the flood of mortal ills, prevailing. Psalm 46 is likewise a psalm both of and for the church. It's one of the six psalms of Zion that is Jerusalem here on earth. Old Testament Jerusalem if you will but it points us to Jesus to the Christ and to his church and ultimately to the heavenly Zion the heavenly Jerusalem to which we are headed and where God is enthroned in all of his majesty and all of his glory and all of his might and all of his power everything that makes him God is resonant there and this song points us to that day we shall be there too by the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ now Psalm 46 is all of that because in the first place in in the first place Psalm 46 is about God who protects us who is our hiding place our fortress our place of protection. I've never been to England or Europe, much of anywhere else. I've been to Slaughter, Louisiana, and points north around there, uh, I'm not well-traveled. But I've seen pictures, and I've seen specials on PBS, and I've seen movies, and I know that they have castles over there, and I've seen those huge, you know, the castles and the walls and the moats and the towers, they were impenetrable. Uh, in, in their day, they, were, they weren't reachable. God's far more. He's far better. He's far stronger. He's far more solid. He's far more immovable. And he's here with us. Our ever present help, whatever the trouble. Our grandchildren were born, most of them, uh, the ones here, were born uh, after we moved to our house in Zachary. And that's the only house they ever knew us to live in. That was, for all they knew, that's where we always lived. We were born and raised in that house, I guess, in their minds, and. Never mind. and uh, they felt secure. It was, it was where Grand Mare was. In fact, it was and is Grand Mare's house. Papa is the funny fellow that Grand Mare let stay in her house. <laughs> and everything was good. And then we bought a house in Baton Rouge and we moved. And they came the first time. They came the second time. And they were ill at ease. They couldn't sleep, they were up and down. They were, it was about the third or fourth or fifth time, finally they became convinced that Grand Mare was here to stay, that that was Grand Mare's house. And the old funny guy was still there too. But all of a sudden it became secure. They slept, they, you know, it was, it was good, but it took a little while uh, to know that. Well. Things change. You know. Uh, Grandparents move. Uh, A lot of other things change, but he doesn't. He doesn't. And and so we sing, as thou hast been, thou forever shalt be. And it's the truth. But now I want to differentiate between two things. There is hiding in him, taking refuge in him, entering into his presence, as into a fortress. And there's hiding behind him. Hiding behind him is sort of like going to church. But doing so Going through the motions, not really being engaged, just being there, and thinking somehow or other that that makes things right. It's it's form without substance, if you will. Uh, going through religious motions and thinking everything's all right. What happens though? What happens when trouble comes? The trouble with hiding behind is that your flank's exposed. You're you're like an ostrich with his head in the ground and his backside showing to the world. I've got... Something funny in my notes, I, I realized how stupid it was. I wrote down, it's like Laurel and Hardy. Now, who in the world in this room knows who Laurel and Hardy are? There's a few, well, a couple of old guys, think, you, know, yeah, you can tell the age. And then, so I said, well, I'll clarify that. I'll say they were precursors to Abbott and Costello. Who in here ever, ever heard of Abbott Costello? Same guy. Look. There's this tall, skinny comedian and he had a partner who was short and low Okay, Got that picture. Both of them the same way. Laurel and Hardy, one was tall, skinny, the other was short and rotund. Abbott Adam Costello, the same way. And there were funny, funny people. My daddy loved Laurel and Hardy. But there was a scene in one of their movies where they were hiding from the authorities. And there was a tree about this see And they're hiding. And you've probably seen it in the tall one there was Cardi and looking at this. And the short fat one is hanging out all over the place, and he's looking out on the other side of the tree. And they thought they were hidden. That's hiding behind Jesus, if you will. Hiding in Jesus, on the other hand, is having a real, a living, a day-by-day renewing relationship with Jesus Christ by faith, by resting in Him day-by-day-by-day. It's having a relationship with God in and through faith in Jesus Christ. And so the burning question this morning, the most crucial question of the morning is this. Are you in Him? Or are you hiding behind Him? And the answer to that question is is horribly important. It's eternally important for you. But we're talking about Psalm 46. In the second place, Psalm 46 is about God who empowers us, who's our strength, and our power. I bet the only people in this room that would answer if I asked this as a question. You remember, are there electric trains anymore? Seriously. Anybody seen an electric train in the last 20 years? Ah, see? Same hand. Yeah. <laughs> I had one years ago. It was a Marx electric train. I think Lionel was a big the number I got Marx. I played in that team for, for years, kept it in the original box. Uh, when I was 40 years old, I still had it in the original box. I gave it to my boys, and they played for it for a while. Lord knows where it is now. But you know, you set up the tracks. We never had a place for a table or anything like that. We'd set up on the floor or a dining room table, and uh, you set it up. You put the train on it. You sit there and you look at the train. The train doesn't do a thing. You look at it. it can you know, you could use it as a still life or, or as a, you know, a, 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 a conversation piece or something. You just sit there. So you go back into the box and you get that little black thing out with a cord on the end of it and some plums on it. And you plug it in the wall and hook those things to the track. And through that transformer, the power comes out of the socket in the wall some magical way. And you push the button or the lever on, on that transformer thing. And the train starts to move and it goes and you push it up and it gets more and it goes faster and it goes around and thing until finally runs off and falls on the floor and uh, you cry and you parents come and put the train back together and all that. But believers in Jesus Christ have his Holy Spirit, who is our dynamic. Sorry, I hate to use this language, but our power back. He's the one who empowers us transforming our fears into faith, giving us power that we don't have in and of ourselves apart from him. The thing about his strength and power is that it's greatest when ours is weakest. And here we have to say, it's only natural to fear. And it's hugely unnatural. In fact, it's abnormal. If you've ever known anyone who's without fear, you've known a crazy person who is a walking potential disaster. I mean, the only thing that can come out of that is utter disaster. It's it's a form of insanity. Fear nothing. But God overcomes those fears God within us by the spirit works to overcome to overpower our fears and and all of this begins uh, having peace in our circumstances being without fear in a particular circumstance facing a particular situation begins with the peace of God Paul says it transcends all understanding. And that begins with our being at peace with God. So Paul wrote to the Romans, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, aha, we'll hear more about that as this series progresses. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Which means that, so as a Christian Christian, You can say, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. And you can say, when I'm weak, I'm strong. In Him. And you can sing with Martin Luther. Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing? We're not the right man on our side. The man of God's own choosing. Does ask who that may be Christ Jesus it is he. Lord, Sabaoth his name from age to age the same and he must win the battle. Now in the third place, Psalm 46 is about God who delivers us. It's amazing isn't it? when you think about this, that That God, God, the God seated in the heavenly Jerusalem, surrounded by light and glory and, and majesty, and there are angels singing and all sorts of things going on, worship happening all around Him, of Him, is willing to be found by you and by me, to come to your aid, to come to my aid, Whose word says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you. And we read there as well In the midst of their distress, they turned to the Lord God of Israel, and they sought him, and he let them find him. He let them find him. Can you imagine that? He's all you need. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. What? For thou art with me. Then why, on this green earth, do we turn to everything and everyone else before we ever call on Him before we finally get to Him. He's calling to you in your troubles, in your difficulties, in your trials, and in fact the greater the trouble, the more He proves that He is all you need. Again, Luther. and Though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear. For God has willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his dream is sure. One little word shall fail him. In the fourth place, Psalm 46 is about God who encourages us, who's the ground of our confidence. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Statement, factual statement. From which there comes a thoroughly logical and reasonable Conclusion. Therefore we will not fear. Got children, Bobby children, black children, children scattered around all over time. Well, what's there for? Therefore. We won't fear because he's with us. Because he's our refuge, our strength, the very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, I'll not fear. Our response is logical and rational because it rests upon him. The earth and the mountains, we expect them to be immovable, don't they, don't we? What happens when they move? I mean the terrace is supposed to be firm right? What happens when the ground moves? On the 19th day of 1986, on the 19th day of August in 1986, no, 1989, 1989, there was a tremor across the state of Tennessee and it went into northern Mississippi and north Alabama where I happened to be pastoring a church. It was just a tremor. And I have not been walking from my house to the church when I started shaking. I've never in my life had as unnerving an experience as that. And I've had some rather unnerving experiences. But when the ground that you expect to be solid, and the ground that you haven't been able to grow hardly anything in because... You go down six inches in this limestone for however many miles, uh, when it just isn't there, and you're sort of suspended in midair, it feels like, and you don't know. I'm sure it only was a second, but it seemed like 10 minutes. <laughs> and, and then you're waiting. I mean, you know, is it going to happen again? It to get worse. I mean, that's completely abnormal. Now, I remember it was the 19th day of August in, in 1989, because on the 20th day of that month, I had to preach for Psalm 46 in the evening service. I had a great introduction. Uh, seven, seven was pretty bad, but the rest of it was good introduction. Everybody was on, every, everybody, we, they knew exactly where I was coming from. We will not fear. Though the most incredible and unimaginable thing should happen, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved, we won't fear. Because God is our refuge, our strength, our very present help in trouble. Charles Spurgeon preached from the 46th Psalm. His sermon was entitled, Earthquake, Not Heartquake. In the fifth place, I conclude. I conclude, first of all, that Psalm 46 ought to be every Christian's song. We ought to be continually singing it to ourselves and one another. But you know what? Sometimes we forget the lyrics, don't we? Martin Luther forgot the lyrics more than once. Martin was married to a a former nun named Katerina von Bora. Kate, Katie, his dear Kate. Let me tell you, Wives, wannabe wives, fiancés. This was a woman. This was a woman. The wife, guys, who'd been wanting. You know what she did? By the way, this is actually another video the voice of the song. You know what? She grew the beer that Marguerite the gotten and shared and his table. And I've an got that many volumes of Luther's sermons. It you no, know, it's just that much All these fine singers mm-hmm. just didn't appear. They did a pretty good job. Oh, ladies take gentlemen, that's beautiful. Now that right there is wine. Back, the, back to Psalm 46. So Martin Luther sitting in his in his stout. <laughs> Somewhat ran right? yes. um, and impressive. And he was in The shade that the room on the window is gone. He's in the black and space. And he's in the black and the And he's been here for a week And, dead, his son, and magpvers, he came out doesn't respond. opens to She came I don't know if it was his breakfast or his lunch or nine supper or here. It's just as though He is in here and he should so And he looks up and there's she He entirely in morning clothes. And looks up. Like this Katie. Why are you dressed like that? Who died? Katie, the at is God. And he says, just what's at you? What? Katie, are you crazy? Are you even sick? He got us. That's what you're going to do. in the world would possession. Why would you say such a thing? You got it up there. Oh, Marvin, the way you did this, I could not imagine anything else that would have been me that. God, I said, must be. He was back up he was business, and the depression was ended. He had forgot he had forgot the lyrics of the song that he ought to be singing. He forgot that God was his refuge. God was his strength. God was his help in trouble and he was, there was something going on you know, turmoil all over the place and everything and, and it just got him down. It does after a while. You can deal with turmoil and and chaos and all that and eventually it gets you down and it had gotten you down. She reminded him of the song that you and I are called to sing when he had forgotten the lyrics. Have you forgotten Or can you sing it this morning? Can, Can you sing God is God is not a not even our God is my refuge and strength my very present help in time of trouble therefore I will not fear you can you can if you know Jesus, God's Son, who is Emmanuel, God with us. Listen to him. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. For again, I have said these things, and he's speaking to the nascent church there around him. The, it's the seed of the church to be. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. My friends, these are the words of Jesus Christ to each one of you who are resting in Him by faith. Amen. That's pray.